We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of Talking Halos. I'm your host today, Jared Timms, and I'm joined alongside my co-host, my partner in crime, Nate Green. Nate, how you doing? I'm doing well, Jared. How about you? I'm not doing too bad. I was debating about how I wanted to start this one off um, because there's a lot to talk about, um, but I'll start it off this way. We won yesterday. They won today. You win tomorrow. It's a winning streak. Even though they're already on that winning streak, you know, they won. Three they won in uh, a row. They won Friday, they won Saturday, they won Sunday. They actually won five of six, by the way. Yes. Five of six. Five of six. Going into Houston, you got to go into Houston hot. But um, but like I mentioned before, a lot, a lot to talk about. A lot of stuff happened in this series, it felt like. <clears throat> felt like I don't know. It just felt like a lot of weird things happened too, you know? Yeah. Didn't it? Definitely. You know? One of the weirder series yeah. in recent memories. Weird series, but it went the Angels way, which doesn't seem to happen a lot. But it was weird in a good way, it seemed like, minus a couple things. And, and we'll rehash everything, of course. Um, but first, guys, of course, just want to thank you all for listening to this podcast here so much at Talking Halo. It just means the world to us. Um, appreciate it. Cannot say enough again. Um, I, have to, I have to mention Blue Wire. Thank it's you, Blue Wire. For, thank you, Blue Wire, for letting us do our thing um, with this podcast. And, you know, again, if anybody from Blue Wire is listening to this, some nice shirts with Blue Wire on it. You know, just go ahead and uh, DM me and we can make that happen. Uh, but yeah, you know, it'd be an um, absolute blast. Having a blast doing this, having a blast on YouTube. Uh, still having a blast. We're going to do this all year long, hopefully all the way to the postseason. And as the Angels hopefully are crowned World Series champions, we'll see what happens. So guys, uh, subscribe if you're not subscribed already on YouTube. Subscribe wherever you're listening to this as well. If you're listening to this, you can follow myself on Twitter at Jared underscore Tims. You can follow Nate at NateGreen34. And let's get this rolling. So the Angels take three of four in Texas. Uh, Thursday, it didn't look like it. we were off to a good start at all. It felt like uh, it was just going to be a tough series, didn't it? Mm-hmm. In fact, going in Thursday, then going into Friday, about four innings, it was like, well, this is where we're at. And then the fifth inning, something turned on, and, and, and it just 
all of a sudden happened. But let's start with the uh, Shohei Otani start. Uh, are you worried about Shohei at all? No, um, I, I do think he needs some more rest. I think that this guy can't be out there 162 games. He can't even be out there 160 games, honestly. I think the Angels need to look at giving him some extra rest after starts, uh, maybe before starts, something, because this is a lot on his body. You can tell it has been very, very tough for him. You saw it last year. He was unbelievable early. Uh, All-star break happened. And he his he started going downhill very very fast. So I think they need to monitor him, give him some days off. I know he probably doesn't want some days off, but like for the good of him, for the good of the team, he needs some some days off. Especially if they're going to make a run in the playoffs. Like Shohei Otani can't be on a downward spiral when the Angels start their first playoff series. So that is the only thing that worries me is will they use him too much? Absolutely. I, I, I want to see, and I said, I've said this many of times, I just want to see Shohei Otani get back to his pitching ways and not the throwing ways, if that makes sense. Um, I, I don't want to see Absolutely. him go out there in, in the first inning, throw 100 miles an hour, because that's not what you need. I mean, it's not bad. Like if you can, can, can consistently do that and, and consistently, you know, throw strikes with it, but we just haven't seen that strike throwing ability yet. I feel like we, he's been getting deep into counts a lot. I feel like he's, you know, been kind of tiptoeing around some hitters in a sense. Uh, and you know, I, I want to see him get back to that Justin Ver, those Justin Verlander ways, the ways that he was at, like. You look at Shohei Otani evolved into a pitcher last year, hundred and ten percent. You know, he he became a lot smarter, and and I'm sure he's still smart, but I'd like to see him dial it back a little bit uh, in, in early on, and then when he needs the hundred, go to the hundred. It's kind of like Justin Verlander, you know, like work your way into the sixth, seventh inning, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, like I'm just gonna pull a. 101 mile an hour heater out to strike uh, to strike somebody out in the seventh inning after I I shoved for that long, but um, but yeah, you know it, it'll be interesting. I'm not worried about Shohei at all. Um, if you asked me at the beginning of the series if I was worried about Shohei Otani hitting, I would be like, well, maybe a little bit, but uh, that obviously isn't a thing either because he had three home runs this series. Yeah. The offense really, really did come alive this series. Um, but if we're gonna go game by game, yeah, that uh, that Thursday game was a tough one. Uh, one upside, uh, the Mike Trout tank by the way in the yes. first like that got off to a really good start and it was it, it was it was very good he had an absolute monster shot um of course i mean i feel like we can talk about this right now no let's let's wait for the sunday game we'll we'll we'll, we'll recap game by game of the only other bright spot in that game jaime Burrio was able yeah. to throw four innings that was huge for the bullpen the bullpen has thrown a lot of innings so far and so for jaime to really take up most of the game was was huge so that was very encouraging to see as well. Yeah, you took the words. Actually, I was just about to say it too. I said another bright spot was high. Like if there were two bright spots of that spot, bright spots of that game. It was Berea who ate ate some innings up, which is fantastic. Which is exactly what you want out of Jaime. Uh, and then and then the Trout tank and then Stassi had a home run. And it seemed like they had a little bit of fight there at the end. But um, I mean, you never know when it comes down to it. So uh, yeah, first game lost. Second game, the Angels just kind of stormed out of nowhere. Like I said, though, if if you wa- if you were talking about the first four innings, it would be like, uh oh. Uh, this is not going to be good. And then all of a sudden, you know, in the fifth inning, it, it took off. But it's something I want to talk about in the fourth inning is the intentional walk. The base, the base is loaded intentional walk. That's, that, that's impressive. Like, we that have one, to talk about we that. We have to talk about that. Nate, are you making that move there? I am not. But I, I understand where he's coming from. I, I would not make that move. I do understand where he's coming from. If Seeger gets up there and hits a double or a triple – or even a bomb, game's over. 
100% the game is over. If Corey Seager walks there, you get out of the inning, you know, maybe you feel like you still have some life. Maybe. Um, obviously, the Angels did because they came back to win this game. But for me personally, I'm not making that move. Um, I'm trusting my guy to go get Corey Seager out. And if we don't get Corey Seager out, then we don't deserve to win the game. So, um, yeah, that was a, a crazy move in the moment. Still, I, I still wouldn't do it. Still not 100% a fan of it, but it's really hard to second guess because they won the game. So I'm not second guessing it at all. I, I like the move. I, I don't know if I would do it. Like, I don't know if I would think about doing that as a manager there. Um, I'd entertain it maybe, like throwing around him in a sense, seeing if you can get him to roll over something in that situation like unintentionally, intentionally walking him in a sense. But I don't know if I just straight up say, hey, that's four, get on there. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. But uh, the interesting thing I think that was noted after the game was it seemed like it brought the infield together as a team in a sense. Like they said Madden came out there and it was like, so what do you think about walking him here? And everybody just kind of looked around and was like, all right, let's do it. You know, like and everybody if, – if you actually watch the replay of it too, everybody kind of – Warren kind of is like, what? okay. <laughs> you know, like I'm not against that. I don't need that. If I don't have to face Seager, I don't, I don't want to. And then, you know, Rendon kind of laughs. And then I think Wade was at short and he kind of laughed. Trout did not look happy. It was weird. It was definitely weird. Trout was like, what are we doing? Are we doing? Like, I thought we wanted to win this game. And well, you know, of course, it, 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 it kind of woke him up. It was, it was almost like Joe Madden got kicked out of the game and everyone was like, oh, wow, these guys, like Joe's got our back without getting kicked out of the game. Like that was kind of what what happened there? It's like the Angels were like, okay, like we got to win this game because uh, this this is getting ugly. If yeah. we're gonna have to walk a guy intentionally with the bases loaded. Other interesting note: Joe Madden's second time he's done this in his career in Tampa, I think, too, right? Yes, second time in his career. Uh, first time ever losing the game. Um, I think the last time it happened was like early 1900s. Um, I think our our friend had that stat. So. Uh, no one's ever lost a game while intentionally walking. There's with the bases loaded. When, yeah, the, the winning team usually has walked intentionally, like has walked the hitter intentionally. They're seven and zero or something like that when, yeah. when walking someone intentionally. Second time that the team that was losing did it though. So very interesting. Um, I think Joe did it to our friend Josh Hamilton um, when he was playing outside his mind. Mm-hmm. So. I could see it at that time when Josh Hamilton was just, you know, hitting home run after home run. But obviously the most notable one is when Bonds was walked intentionally to uh, to make sure the Dimebacks won their game, which was uh, – honestly, that one made 100% sense. Like that dude hit a home run like every other at bat. And, you know, you're up three with Bonds at the dish. Like you just put him on and you, you go face the next guy. Oh, yeah. I mean, who would you rather face in that? It was like Bonds or Benito Santiago or something, something like that. It could know? have been Jeff Kent, but, yeah, I'm yeah. still facing oh. Jeff Kent over over Barry Bonds. No disrespect to Jeff Kent. But, yeah, that's – probably wouldn't have made the move if I was the if I was the manager. But, you know, like I said, a win's a win. Yep. And I think the best part about this game, of course, I mean, the offense turned on. You had Otani who had two home runs. You had Adele hit a, hit a tanker. You had uh, Kurt Suzuki uh, hit a home run as well, and Jared Walsh hit a home run. So the offense just kind of – kind of took storm there, of course. But um, I think the best part about this game had to have been the way the bullpen was managed. <laughs> if that 100%, you know, you get to uh, – you get – you know, you're down six – I think it was 6-2 going into the top of the fifth. You score – you put a five spot on them to make it a 7-6 game, I think, at the time. Uh, yes. You go to loop for two innings. You go 
you score two more runs while Luke's pitching you. It's a pair in a three-run game, and then Iglesias. I mean, it's exactly like you wrote it up. That's what you want, you know, when it's all said and done. Uh, Absolutely. That's why you paid $96 million for the bullpen. And I know you didn't see Archie Bradley, but, I mean. We did later in the series. We did, absolutely. And that was was huge. Uh, The 7-2 game was a game I did not get to watch, but I heard Noah Syndergaard pitched unbelievable. I don't know if you want to rehash that a little bit. Yeah, so I actually was waiting for this one to talk about more what you were just talking about with Shohei Otani, the pitching instead of throwing. And Syndergaard, yes, he, he acknowledged his velo still not all the way back to his 98 to 101 days, but he did say that this has really allowed him to learn how to pitch. Not that he didn't know how to pitch at 101, but now at 96, 90, 94, 96, he really has to hit spots and, and work um, – be able to throw different pitches in different counts instead of just being able to throw 101 whenever he wants. So uh, that's kind of what you want to see out of Shohei Otani. Noah Syndergaard has done that in both his starts. He has thrown the ball extremely well. Um, he has been he has been what this team has been missing. You know, they've been missing an ace who's going to go out there and, t- and and grab the ball for six innings every time out. Like, I, I think you could probably pencil him in for six innings the rest of your as long as he's healthy, you know, he might have one or two hiccups throughout the year where he doesn't get through six, but I mean, you shouldn't have any four and a third starts where he doesn't allow a run. You know, you should have five and a third, six innings every time out, as long as he's pitching well. So he threw the ball. Well, um, I want to, I want to bring up Tyler Wade. Tyler Wade had a, a nice bunch single in this game. He has just been unbelievable. Yes. I am going to continue to talk about Tyler Wade. That was my guy that I wanted to see this year. Um, going to continue to talk about the the way that he the allows the Angels to win games differently this year. Um, we looked at it earlier. He wins a he wins a game because he steals a base, gets a third on wild pitch, and scores on a ground ball short. Yes, it might have been an error, but the speed of Tyler Wade made that play happen. And how, uh, how many times has Tyler Wade been in like a challengeable play early on? You know. Oh like, yeah, all the time. Every game, it's been it's it's just a rejuvenation of energy. It, it's unbelievable. Like the dude's always hustling, always making plays close. He has been outstanding. Uh, he has no problem dropping a drag bun down. He has no problem stealing a base. The best part is there are times like in the game they won that the Astros knew he was stealing. Like it was like well, he he has it was the Astros, correct? Uh, the Rangers. Marlins, Marlins, oh, Marlins. The Marlins, yeah. yeah. The yeah. Marlins yeah. knew he was stealing. It was like, oh, they brought him in to steal, and he still stole second. Like that is something the Angels haven't had since Chone Figgins. Shoney. That's a long time ago, right? Like that's the last guy that they've had that's kind of been able to to play offensively every day and make an impact, but also to be when he doesn't start, he's able to come off the bench and, and steal a base or, or make an impact. Uh, when he doesn't start. So Tyler Wade was uh, – he had a great day as well. He's He's been able to play all over the diamond, second, short, wherever. Um, love seeing that. And then in this game, my favorite part, they got Taylor Ward back. Taylor Ward hits a bomb in the ninth inning. He doesn't – didn't even need a rehab assignment. You know, just goes, hey, I played 10 days ago. I'm good. Goes in there two for three, hits the tank in his last A-B. Really competitive A-Bs. Um, you saw it from him again on Sunday, some more competitive ABs. And, I mean, this could be – he could make this lineup a little bit deeper. We've been talking about – I've been talking about how 
this lineup is really only three three men deep. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine is kind of like you, you never know. Like four, five, six, seven, eight, nine could go hitless some days, depending on how this lineup looks. So that is going to be an interesting thing. But Taylor Ward has looked really good early. Uh, Joe Dell starting to play a little bit better offensively. Brenton Marsh is, you know, he's been great offensively. You, you really can't um, can't get upset with what he's done. So really, really good Saturday. Yeah, and and another and some more notes on this too. Matt Duffy started against a lefty, and then he, he got his two. He got three at bats, and then you bring in Jared Walsh. I'm all for that. I love right when it. When they I went think. to the righty, yes, it needs that needs to happen. That 100 needs to happen. Um, and then we mentioned the Archie Bradley. Uh, two innings came in, shut the door, got the hold there. Three punches, yeah. Great in, a, job. in a three-two game there, and then the Angels went out and broke it open. Uh, we're able to bring in Ollie Ortega, who again looks looks good. Um, so. Yeah, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of see how that works. But uh, the but big big day here was taking the third game of this four-game set against the Rangers. They took it 8-3. Um, let's just get right to the kind of, I guess, the most important news. Yes, they won the game. Uh, Mike Trout was taken out of the game, got hit in the hand. Super funky, too, by the way. Like, he shouldn't have gotten hit in the hand. It was a slider that was down at his belt. But I don't know. He, I know there's been, you know, some talk. He said about, he couldn't see. Yeah, he said the the shadows in in center. He said it was impossible to see. He said if I was, if there weren't those shadows there, I would have turned and it would have hit me in the back. But that's that's tough, you know. Rangers hopefully are are going to have the uh, have the roof closed in afternoon games. Hopefully that that plays a part in this as well. Hundred percent. You need you need to, and and it's something that it was. If it was a fastball, I would be a, we would be having a different conversation. I'll tell you that much. But it, it, luckily, it was a slider. I'll, I'll say I think that. he said he could see the fastball. He couldn't see the slider, which is weird. But you know, yeah, I guess it depends on the slot the ball's coming out of and things like that. So, yep. And then again, Matt Duffy at first base here went three for five on on Sunday, which was huge against the lefty. That's going to have to happen. We mentioned that. We mentioned it that does. when we got Matt Duffy is that if he plays ninety. To 101, 110 games, we're okay with that. It's as long as he's not starting in it in you know in any situation. But uh, again, the Angels seem to battle. You know, it was kind of back and forth a little bit. They got they got a couple bounces to go their way. Um, Suarez is going to start being a question mark if he can't throw strikes. He's Andrew Heaney. It's it's back to well, it's back to back starts without throwing strikes. Unfortunately, like you got you got to be able to throw strikes. He needs to do it more consistently. Um, but That's luckily, been my biggest worry about him from his first start of his major league career. It's like, is this guy going to throw strikes? Because we've seen him walk six dudes in an inning. And it's like, we, we, we can't have that as a starter. I still think he's a bullpen piece. I think he's really good in the bullpen. He doesn't have to worry about saving anything. He can just go out there and throw really, really good for an inning or two. Maybe that Jaime Berea role um, or that other lefty to, to comp to Aaron Luke. But uh, that would be something I, I would look forward to if Lorenzen continues to pitch well and Suarez continues to pitch the way he does. Deadline, if the Angels are in it, they're going to go get a starting pitcher. Suarez could be the guy to move to the bullpen. Absolutely. Or it yeah. could be the guy in the trade. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. And, and again, the big note, big note here as well in the bullpen, uh, Jaime Perea pitched fantastic on Sunday. I know it wasn't in a huge high leverage situation, but he got six innings over over this. So he basically yeah. made a start made for the a start. He made a start basically for the Angels over this weekend, which is huge as well. Jimmy uh, Herget was unbelievable. Was Two good. innings, five punchies. He allowed one hit, didn't walk anyone. Uh, to get five Ks in two innings is ridiculous. 
Yep. Um, so he he had a great day. Tyler Wade again, two for three, RBI run scored. I mean that dude, he, he's hitting. Whether it's an infield single, whether it's a bunt single, whether it's a straight up single, um, stole base again. Like he just puts so much pressure on the defense. And it is so much fun to watch. Yeah. So much fun to watch. Absolutely. And you want to know the best part about this series? I think I was right, Nate. You were. You I were. Was. I said I said they were going to go one and three. You had them at three and one. You might have had them at two and two. Let's uh, make this into a game. Point each one that we get. So I, I'm up one nothing on you for this for the year. Even though I had the Astros winning the opening series. You take it fine. One one. That's cool. Okay. Miami will okay. fl- we'll, we'll flush out on the Miami series. Yeah, that one. I think we both said they were probably gonna sweep. Yeah, well. we did. So we'll that finish was... that one. So we'll, we'll, we'll take it one, one here going into the Houston Astros series in this competition. Um, should be an absolute blast to have, but uh, you got any other notes to take away from that series? I think, like, I, I think they just kind of came together as a, as, as a bunch a little bit. Um, I know trout's going to be day to day and, and, you know, we've talked to people and, and the angels aren't built and I'm going to, I'll quote this from Taylor Ward. The angels aren't built to lose drought for a long, for a, for a long time, but uh, you got any other notes to take away from the series? The one good thing about not being built is Taylor Ward is playing, you know, well. So it, it does give them some options for two or three days. You know, it's not going to be something you want to see for, you know, a month, but it's something that the Angels could survive for two to three, maybe a week. Yep. Uh, so I'm actually Trout. also hoping that Trout is actually day to day and not, you know, out six to eight weeks, uh, but season type of thing. So um, I, I heard note, that it's day to day, but I, it is day to day at the moment, but we'll, we'll actually see how it plays out. You so said x-rays are negative. Hopefully, you know, hopefully they don't take advantage of the 10 day IL and put them on the 10 day IL and, you know, wait for forever. Yep. So let's get on to previewing this next series against the Astros three games set uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. It should be a lot of fun. I'd like the pitching matchups here as well, as we see uh, Michael Lorenzen against Luis Garcia. That's actually a really good pitching matchup there. When you look at it. Yeah, it is. Garcia is unbelievable. 96 plus he's, and it sinks. It's disgusting. Coming yeah. off four innings shutouts, I believe. Lorenzen coming off six and one. So he's coming off a really good start as well. So that's going to be a fun one. Yeah, absolutely. And, and they, again, previewing the series, this is why I think that the Angels are really well built for a play. They, they match up really well against the Astros in this series. And you're not even pitching Noah Syndergaard this series. You know? I mean, you're also getting, what, four, five, and one for the Astros? Like, you're getting four. You're getting four, five, and one for the Angels tier two. I, I know, but four, five, and one doesn't pitch in a playoff series. Four and five don't. Well, know, means, I mean, you, like, can, you can say Syndergaard, but Verlander as well, who has been electric for the Houston Astros. That guy has been unbelievable. He had eight Ks in eight innings. I saw him go eight innings against Seattle Mariners on Friday night. It was yeah. it was great. So, so, yes, I understand what you're saying, but you also have to – if you're going to throw the Syndergaard thing out, you got to throw the Verlander thing out. The one thing one, I do like for the Astros – One pitcher away. Yeah. yeah. One offensive player away as well. I think they're missing a hitter and a pitcher because yeah. I still think this offense is very, very weak. But we'll see. You can't have Andrew Velasquez hitting under my weight the entire year and playing, you know, 60 games because who knows how long David Fletcher is going to be out for. Yeah, I haven't even heard an update there on him. So. No. um Let's get on to this game too. It's going to be Patrick Sandoval against Framber Valdez. Again, another fantastic pitching matchup. Would love to see uh, Patrick 
do the exact same thing he did in his previous start. Again, I'd like to see him get a little bit deeper. I was going to say, hopefully the pitch counts a little bit more. Yeah, a little bit deeper and some more strikes, of course. Uh, I know he's going to get a lot of swings and misses and try to strike a lot of guys out, but like to see bat on ball a little bit more. And then we get on to the Wednesday kind of matinee game, I guess. Matinee, matinee game, mm. in a sense, a little bit. Sure. Five o'clock game. So uh, you get Jake uh, Odorizzi against Shohei Otani, former almost probably not angel in a sense that everybody wanted, but we did not. Thankfully. Yeah. So um, fantastic, fantastic series. Uh, Houston, I don't think, has uh, Alvarez if I'm not mistaken. Okay. That's the one thing that I was going to say I like for the Angels this series. Jordan Alvarez was put on the COVID list on Friday morning, I believe, if I'm correct. He was on the field for batting practice on Saturday. I thought he got hurt. No. um, It was a COVID thing. Weirdest thing I've heard, he was on the field taking fly balls during batting practice on Saturday, and he was not cleared to play today or Sunday. So you would think that he's probably going to be healthy to play on Monday. Um, but who knows? Yeah, according, according to ESPN, they expect him to be activated from the COVID injured list to play Monday against the Angels. Um, dealt with a fever four consecutive days, though he's now apparently recovered and on the cusp of re- returning to action. So that that is um, good news for the Angels that Jordan has had a couple of days without seeing live pitching, and that could take some could take him a game or two to get back into it. But also bad news because Jordan rakes when he is right. So absolutely going so, to be going to be tough. Yeah. So let's get into uh, predicting the series if you don't mind us doing that. In a sense, uh, no. Uh, no cheating for the Astros here, in a sense, against Shohei Otani. I think last time he pitched in Houston, in a sense, was that. Was it was, I think it was his last. No, because he made starts there last year. Did he? But it was two years, or right before TJ. His last start before TJ was in Houston when the Astros were possibly still cheating. I think that was a year that the Astros claimed they weren't cheating, but, you know. I, I believe they were. Jose Altuve said, don't take off my shirt. You know, dude's wearing a buzzer. Uh, he has a really, really bad tattoo that apparently doesn't exist because when he takes off his shirt, he doesn't have a tattoo. So, all right, all right, all right, chill, chill with that, chill with that. So, let's let's go. Let's uh, let's get some predictions here on um, for this Houston Astros series. We go game one. Uh, I say Houston takes game one. I, I, I'm a huge Luis Garcia fan. That's going to be a, That's going to be an excellent game. Mm-hmm. Um, is going to be interesting to see what Lorenzo looks like facing a tough lineup. I know he he faced Miami in his first start. Miami is not the toughest lineup. They were missing their probably best hitter in Avisil Garcia. So I agree with you. I think Garcia and the Astros take game one. Yeah. Um, again, another, like I said, dude, another good matchup here with Sandoval and Valdez. I'll, take, I'll say the Angels take this, but I think it's going to come down to the offensive side of things. Uh, but we'll we'll see. We'll see. I feel like for some reason, every time you look at it, you're like, Framber Valdez, like, how's that guy pitching good? And you look at it, and against the Angels, that dude is unbelievable. I don't know how, I don't know why, but for some reason, I feel like he pitches really good against the Angels. Um, I mean, he's coming off, what, seven shutout innings in his first start against the Angels? Angels seeing, Angels seeing him, though, twice in uh... – 
twice in like a week span in a sense. So a week and a half, I guess that, that, that bodes well. Um, As long as Duffy plays first base, the angels are going to have a shot. Oh, the other thing Astros missing their closer. Ryan Presley was put on the IL Sunday morning. So that is another thing for the Astros. They're going to figure out how, how to close games without Ryan Presley. I think the Astros take the lead going into the ninth inning, and they don't close it out. That's that's going to be my prediction for game two. I think Framber's going to throw the ball well, and and they're not going to know how to close a game. Maybe Ryan Stanek will come in. He might blow the save. Somebody is going to blow a save in this series for the Astros. Yep. Yeah, so I I, uh, I like that prediction there as well. Let's go on to game three here, Otani against Odorizzi. I think this is the game that Otani – uh, becomes Otani again and starts shoving. I think we see him, I think we see like 12, 13 strikeouts from him in, in Houston and during a day game. I know that that's like a, a weird thing, but I think that this is kind of when Otani becomes Otani uh, in a sense and, and starts shoving again. So I say the Angels win this game. And of course, I'm not a huge Jake Odorizzi fan either. I think the Angels again take it to Jake Odorizzi and they win this game like 10 to nothing or something like that. Wow. You, you have an offensive outburst. I also have an offensive outburst. I think the final score of this one's going to be like 9-8. to eight. I think it's going to be both teams scoring a bunch of runs on getaway day. Um, I believe. Well, it's a 4 o'clock game, so that means it's on ESPN. So something weird's going to happen. Yeah, I, I got a – Oh, no, it's a Wednesday a, game. Never mind. I got, I got a big, big scoring game. Yeah. So looking at maybe a 9-8 to eight game, 10-9. to nine. Um, We'll see. I I want to say the Angels win this series two out of three. I really do. I do too. The Astros' offense has struggled, but for some reason, Pena thinks that the Angels are AAA pitching and he rakes against them. Um, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say the the Angels win two out of three, 10-9 in game three. It's it's not fun if we're the same. I'm going to say they are. uh, I'm going to say Jared, like my head says it. Actually, my heart says it. My heart says two of three, but it comes down to that game too, I think. I think it comes down to Sandoval and uh, Framber. Uh, so that's – I'll say they take two of three too. I think I think they end up doing it, though I could see him taking – I can see him losing two of three as well. And then I can't get yelled at for being negative. I have them winning two of three. Negative Nate. No longer negative Nate. We can't call him that anymore. So, Nate, you got any final thoughts here before we let everybody go? No. Um, looking forward to the series. Astros again in Houston. Uh, Angels typically – have not played the Astros too well. We'll see how this goes, especially when the Astros were bad. When the Astros were not trying to win, the Angels could not beat the Astros. So, um, Looking forward to this week. Angels are in first place as of right now, correct? Yes. Oh, it depends if Houston lost today. I haven't really looked at that. They, they did 7-2. Mariners took it to them. Yep, the first place, Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. So, yeah, it'll be an interesting series. It kind of, you know, kind of a uh, late season preview for what could could develop here and uh, really be an important important uh, series so guys as always just want to thank you all so much for listening to this podcast here at talking halos again making us the best angels podcast out there uh, if you could subscribe wherever you're listening to it or watching again you can you know leave us some comments let us know how you like it if you have any ideas for minor league i don't know if i'm not gonna call it minor league monday though that would be kind of sick um but we'll be recapping games on monday yep. so um if, if you, you guys ideas for yeah. other things that day like who knows yeah. if you have something else for for jared and i to talk about on the one random day a week maybe it'll be a friday 
um, we'd be interested. Obviously, we love talking about minor leagues, but it could be something fun as well. So. Absolutely. So if you guys have any ideas, throw them our way. We're more than happy to, to roll it out and see how it works. Uh, you can follow us on all of our social medias. You can follow myself on Twitter, Jared underscore Tim's Nate at NateGreen34. And guys, thank you so much for listening. Have a great rest of your day. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.